fans and welcome to episode 61 of Jeff Reads' book. I am your host Jeff and today we are reading chapter 14 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in contact with me and talk about this book and this story and the lack of a plot and all the terrible characters, you can head on over to jeffreadsbook.com and right there there's a few ways to contact me and we'll get to that at the end of today's episode. And while you're there on jeffreadsbook.com, why not consider buying a copy of one of the prequels? They're terrible and they come in paper form. Yes, we have them made out of dead trees or electrons if you prefer. So, not too much has been going on this week. Um, I have to say that I still have not edited this book. I really meant for this to be on sale by now and I suck for not doing it. I've just been kind of dawdling, I think, a little bit, not really getting to it. I, I don't know. I, I don't really have an explanation for it. Uh, I've been futzing with some uh, computer stuff for fun and, you know, nothing big beyond that. Uh, I'm actually thinking this week I might actually buy some computer games because I haven't bought one in ages. And, uh, you know, with good reason, my computers do stink right now. I really have some miserable machines. This laptop I'm recording on, for example, is somewhere around 10 years old, I think. Works great, don't get me wrong, but 10 years old. So, a little dated, you know what I mean? But uh, I'm thinking I might buy... Uh, I used to like adventure games, and uh, I really got into one called uh, Dreamfall, The Longest Journey. So it was a sequel to an older game called The Longest Journey. And uh, I bought the collector's edition, and I, and I actually built my last computer I built uh, specifically for playing that game. So it cost a bundle at the time, but um, there was a sequel that was announced and released. I didn't have a machine that could play it. It came out in like 2017. I think now I do have a couple computers that might be able to wing it here, so I think I might buy it. It's only 25 bucks, uh, and I like that kind of like point-and-click adventure kind of deal. That one's not quite. It's very 3D, but it's very good. So I'm thinking of doing that this week. So uh, that's probably not good for the old book editing tasks, but eh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, right? So anyway, uh, that's a little about what's going on in my world. <laughs> not very interesting. Ooh, I did plant some seeds today too. So I'm going to start some seedlings and then uh, put them in the old vegetable garden. I think... Uh, I am notoriously bad at growing anything outside, inside, whatever. And I think last year I grew like, I don't know, let's be generous and say like 12 tomatoes out of my whole garden. So this year maybe we could do a little better. We're going to have to see. I don't know. So let's get down to business, shall we? Today we are reading chapter 14. It is 142 lines, so it's a pretty lengthy one. Not awful, but not uh, not real quick or anything like that. Um, what is there to say about this one? Uh, sorry, that was my notepad. My computer's kind of freaking out, so I'm going to turn off the internet because I think it's, you know, Windows is always trying to do something. Let me pause for a second and see if there's any... Uh, nah, we'll just keep going. Who gives a shit, right? Okay, so we're reading chapter 14. Uh, chapter 14, 142 lines. So if you recall from last week, they were in... Uh, they were in 
Lord Andrith's and uh, what was it? What's her name? Lady was it Camilla? I don't know. Who cares? She was. They were in their her house investigating a different disappearance event. So they were there, ta- looking into that. So they got there, and then Henry killed a really old tree just to go out dancing. Blah blah blah. Very exciting. All right. So they're back at the house. And so we're going to see what they find out today. It's going to be pretty exciting. So there's going to be some snooping. They're going to have to snoop around the house a little bit. And there's going to be some mystery. Ooh. (laughs) I think this is like plot-based mystery, I guess. It's not going to be good. So you probably should, I probably shouldn't get your hopes up. You know what I mean? It's going to be something. That's all I can say about it. So. Uh, I think this chapter's not bad. I don't really remember a lot of these middle chapters in this book, so I guess that's a good thing. I'm getting excited reading these things, too, so it should be kind of fun. So, uh, I guess without further ado, let's dive in to chapter 14. So, for today's episode, I am sipping on a glass of Evan Williams' 1783 Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey on the rocks. Two ice cubes today. Mm. Yeah, I kind of had a hankering for this, and you know what? I'm glad I bought it this week. It was delicious. I also got a nice bottle of uh, some Wild Turkey 101, so that's probably what we're going to hear about next week, I think. Mm. But this is delicious. Yeah, I had a glass of this last night, and it was tasty going down. That was after drinking, I don't know, almost an entire bottle of wine. I had some Firelands Dolcetto. It was delicious. Delicious Ohio-grown grapes, although they tore up that vineyard or abandoned it or whatever. Very much a bummer. Ugh, such good wine. Okay, let's start reading instead of talking about alcoholism, huh? Shall we? I don't see what you'd expect to f- what you expect to find, Andrith said as he and Henry strolled into the dining room. We've already searched everything. Henry looked around the room. The staff had kept things exactly as they were that night, which means most of those wine stains would now be permanent fixtures in the carpet. Ha ha ha. The black spiral on the ceiling looked as new as ever. Where have the other two gone? Andreth asked, looking behind them nervously. I expect to their rooms, Henry said, waving out the door and looking away. How many people were in here when this occurred? I believe it was twelve, maybe a handful more, depending on servants, he said, still looking back out of the room. And you weren't in the room? Andrew's head whipped around, whipped back around. No, why? I was just curious why you weren't at dinner, Henry responded innocently. Oh, he's a detective. This is cute, right? He's like Columbo, responded innocently. I had family business to attend to that evening. I was in my study, he said. He saddy defensively, my bad. (laughs) That's too bad. I was hoping you might have seen something in the sky. Andrith visibly calmed down now. Ah, I see what you're asking. No, I didn't see anything, though the study's windows has... The study's window has curtains. Ooh, only one window. You know, he's not the moneyed one of this relationship, if you'll recall. Andrew's here, so he probably gets a real shitty study from his, uh, you know, wife as part of his allowance. <laughs> uh, do you think... I, I feel like... Uh, do you think that's like uh, Jared Kushner's situation? <laughs> with with uh, whatever his wife's name is... Uh, Donald Trump Jr. 
Okay. Um. No sounds, Henry pressed. No. Well, other than the shouts of staff running to find me, he said. Drinking break. Wow, that was a great way to break up that chapter, me. <laughs> mm. That's good stuff. Okay. I take that back. Jared Kushner has money. That's not fair. I think his family's filthy rich, too. Not that, not filthy rich. Just kind of rich. All right. Kind of rich. Yeah, only a few billion. <laughs> All right, let's scroll down, have another sip, and we can get cooking. Mm. You didn't see the room where the network stone is kept, Mario asked. Leonid shook his hand. Shook his head. <laughs> you saw his study, though? Show me where that was. After entering the house, Margot lagged behind Henry and Andreth while engaging Leonid. When they had grown their lead to 20 paces, <laughs> Margot had pulled Leonid down a perpendicular hallway. It then took a few moments to calm Leonid down about catching up. Now Leonid was leading her toward Andreth's study, and she hoped they would find the network stone and hopefully its operator nearby. Do you remember that fucking, they have the rocks where they can send Morse code to each other? Ugh. All right. <laughs> um, Leonid led her down two hallways, now far from their rooms, to another nondescript hallway. Wow, this is so exciting. <laughs> Leonid pointed to a double door at the end of the hallway. Hallway, hallway. The study is right there at the end of the hallway, he said. He didn't actually say that. The study is right there, he said. Margot walked up and tried the door handle despite Leonid's protest. She was unsurprised to find it locked. Turning, she looked at the other doors along the hall. Not hallway? Okay. Which side of this hall would face outside, she asked quietly. Leonid pointed to her left, and she turned to examine the two doors on the right. The first opened into a closet full of empty crates. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> just, is that where he keeps his Amazon boxes? <laughs> Margot opened the next to find a bathroom. She sighed in disappointment. Wouldn't the stone be near the ladies' study, Leonid asked? Probably, Margot said. Do you know where that is? Follow me, Leonid responded. How did he know where all this shit was? Jesus. A few turns later, down some hallways, <laughs> I added that, Margot found herself in a hallway that's actually in here that seemed to be exactly the same as the last. Again, there were double doors at the end, though they were open. Margot peer peered in to find what one might expect in a study, a large desk and shelves of books. She didn't see any reason to investigate further. I want to ask something here before we keep going, like... So Leonid's leaving, leading her around. So did uh, Margo pulled Leonid... So does he just know a, his way around this house? Why would he... Oh, maybe because he got the tour from Andreth. Yeah, that was mentioned at the end of last week's episode. Okay, all right. All right, there's some continuity. It's just not well explained, huh? Hmm. Uh, let's see. She didn't see any reason. Uh, she divined which side of the hallway did not have rooms with windows facing out, and she tried the doors. The first yielded a closet once again, though this time it appeared to be filled with cleaning supplies. When she approached the second door, though, she could hear voices. Ooh, that's exciting. Uh, okay. 
A knock led to footsteps, and a stern older man opened the door, peering at the pair suspiciously. Had to do my glass cleaning, sorry. Beyond, Margot could see another man sitting at a desk looking through papers and making notes. Okay, paging down. I am Margot Lafleur, and this is Leonid Zinth, she said haughtily. I need to send a quick message to my mother. The man produced a strained smile and said, Yes, of course, my lady. Please do come in. They entered the room. They saw a pink, rough-hewn crystal sitting on a dedicated pedestal with a chair and writing table next to it. The second man Margot had seen was doing some sort of bookkeeping. How do I do this? Margot asked, confused. You've never sent a network message? The older attendant asked suspiciously. No, you disrespectful idiot, Leonid snapped. (laughs) Margot saw the other attendant look over now. She means, how is she supposed to do this without anywhere to sit and without a message form? Shall we ask Sir Andreth himself? No need, sir, the older man said. I sincerely apologize for my impudence. You can sit at the stone if you want. I would prefer the desk, Margot said. Yes, of course. E-man. <laughs> E-man. <laughs> Please clean the desk of your work, he said to the older man. Which one's the older one? I thought that... Uh, okay, all right. What's... Uh, who gives a shit? E-man, huh? E- capital E-M-A-N. I don't know if that's a real name or he's like, you know, E-man, the guy who does the email. <laughs> Margot quickly replied, no need. Walking over, she brashly pushed the man out of the way and sat in his chair. A message form, please, she demanded, and the younger attendant quickly stepped away to retrieve one. Which is the younger one? Oh, this is terrible writing. Ugh. Um, Margot started uh, flipping through the paperwork, noting that they appeared to be message logs. Before she could examine them in detail, E-Man returned with the form. Yes, thank you. Leonid, please help me word this message. I don't want Mother to worry unnecessarily. Leonid came over and looked down at the paperwork. Message logs, he whispered to her, his back to the now to the two attendants. Margot made a show of starting to write and becoming exasperated. How do you work in this environment, she said, with as much disdain as she could muster, and she began shuffling papers on the desk. No clear surface to write. As she moved papers around, she spotted yesterday's date and slid the paper onto her lap. Ooh, sneaky. (laughs) The younger attendant returned. My lady, if you would just allow me to clean this up first, he started. Margot stood quickly. No need. I'll write the message somewhere suitable and... Have it brought back. I have no tolerance for this mess. Leonid, sweetheart, we'll go to our rooms to finish this. Of course, my lady, he agreed, scowling at the two attendants. The pair left the room without acknowledging the underlings. Drinking break! Ooh, that's fun. Mm. Oh, that's good. And just about done. Boo! Okay. Henry heard Margot walking into the room as he stood on the dining room table, examining the spiral on the ceiling. There was indeed nothing special about this particular incident that he could make out. When he heard his name, he looked down at Margot. What the hell are you doing? Margot asked. 
Investigating, he answered defensively. Investigating, he answered defensively. Get off Sir Andrew's table, she insisted strongly. Sighing, he walked to the edge and jumped down, cringing slightly when he felt pain in his ankles. Seeing Margot glare at him, he said simply, What? Shaking her head, Margot produced a crumpled paper from her pocket and flattened it on the table. Message logs for yesterday over the network. Leonid pointed to an entry. Here, the message I sent along. Henry looked at the single scrawled line. From Z to C. Traveling with haste to discuss events. Arriving 7 o'clock with King's reps. Hmm, that's exciting. Who's the C? Okay, but who's the C? Obviously Lord Patrick, Leonid said. Family initials are sufficient. Who's Lord Patrick? I have no idea who Lord... <laughs> okay, this is written wrong. I think it was supposed to be like Andreth. Yeah, I don't know who this Patrick guy is. <laughs> okay, just random one. All right. Um, boop, 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 boop. What are we... All right. Um, oh, so it was a typo, Henry said. That would explain why he wasn't expecting us. Oh. Okay, so it was supposed to be a Patrick. All right, well, whatever. This is so stupid. All right. Um, bu- 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 Damn it, we are not getting anywhere. Uh, I have no idea where I am in this. Give me a second. Okay. But who's typo? Or maybe the message was translated incorrectly, Leonid suggested. Henry looked up and down the page, full of mostly mundane messages, much having to do with trade. He was growing annoyed with the complete lack of clues having to do... Oh, okay, sorry, I was going to read it again. He was growing annoyed at the complete lack of clues in this investigation. Henry slammed his palm on the table. Damn it, we are not getting anywhere. Wow, that's dramatic. (laughs) Okay, wait, this is important, Margot said calmly. The message must have been sent correctly, because they knew where to attack us, right? When the two men nodded, she continued. That means that the message on this end either didn't get here, which seems unlikely, or an attendant changed it. That attendant would have certainly been the one to direct the attack. Do we bring this to Sir Andreth? Leonid asked. He'll be furious if they weren't conveying messages properly. Henry was locked in silent thought while Margot and Leonid discussed the pros and cons of notifying Andreth. After a moment, he interrupted, though. We shouldn't tell him because I think there's a chance he's part of this, Henry offered. Leonid laughed. That's absurd. Why would he do such a thing and ignore, like, ignore and modify the message? Maybe he's part of the Dark Alliance, Henry said, shrugging. And that ends chapter 14. Well, I guess that chapter had something, what do I want to say, that's adjacent to excitement? I don't know. They were kind of snooping around a little bit, but not, I don't know, wasn't that exciting? Was there any magic to speak of? There was like uh, implied magic, right? You saw the effects of it, a message log and a spiral on a ceiling. I guess that's about it. 
But nothing too exciting happened. No fight. I, I think the snooping was less interesting because it seemed like, uh, what's his face there? Leonid knew where to go, right? In that castle. And that's all just from like an initial house tour. I guess he's been there before, but yeah, that's a little bit of a stretch. I don't know. I thought it was a bit of a stretch. So did anybody understand the part about the message being written down wrong? That was freaking stupid and baffling. <laughs> so... It basically implied that uh, Leonid had a message sent to Lord Patrick and whatever the hell his last name is for God knows what reason. And uh, I thought I had just fucked up writing the book, but the actual situation was it was actually supposed to go to this dickweed in his missing wife's house. And it didn't. Instead, it, everybody thought it was for Patrick, apparently. But maybe not. We don't know. We don't know who the bad guy is here. Ooh, but it was very... Uh, I don't know. I didn't understand reading it, what that implied, in the slightest. Not even a little bit. And it seems like a real shitty plot point, doesn't it? Like, what... Wouldn't he just ignore it if it was to him? Why would he go bother changing it in case they went to his message room? I mean, they did. But still, I mean, why bother changing it? What a fucking dumb thing to do. Dumb. It's a dumb book. Yeah. This book stinks is what I'm trying to say here. I don't know. I just don't see why he would change the message. If I, Who gives a crap? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's going to lead into some discussion questions. The last one, actually. Yeah. All right, all right, so let's hit these discussion questions. I don't have anything to talk about today. I'm feeling a little annoyed with this book, you know what I mean? But, eh, it's not bad. It's not that bad, I guess. <laughs> okay, all right, question one. So we all saw how Margot and Leonid acted like, uh, what, um, what do I want to say? That word, that word, uh, privileged and indignant, right? to those two people who send messages for a living. One of them older, one of them younger. I think they might have flip-flopped back and forth during that that chapter a couple times. I'm not sure. But, um, so my question is, have you ever successfully been indignant to your own advantage? Just like, ugh, well, I don't understand what, you know what I mean? Like, that just, how can you do this to me? I am blah, blah, blah. And why would you do this? I, I feel like that's happened to me, but I think in my cases it would be like retail establishments. <laughs> like I probably gave a shitty time to some poor sap who's not making any money an hour at like the freaking grocery store or TJ Maxx. You know what I mean? It's something really bad. Uh, and just to get something stupid. You know what I mean? Nothing good. I don't know. I feel like I've tried to do that. I feel like I've tried to do it and failed, too. Just the get the, I'm sorry, you can't do that, you know? So, yeah. Have you ever done that successfully? I'd love to hear a story. Yeah. Right into the show at jeffreadsbook.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Question two. All right. All right. So, Margot comes into the room and Henry's standing on the table looking at a spiral on the ceiling. Very exciting, right? And Margot is, like, mad. She's like, what are you doing? Like, she's mad he's on the table. Why was Margot mad? I do not understand that little detail. Was she just being a bitch? <laughs> I mean, he was doing something legitimate considering their mission, and she just comes in all yelly, you know? Just being a 
pain in the ass. That's what all you can describe it as. What she, you know, she was probably still in indignant mode. And you know, Henry being a commoner, she was still, she was still all keyed up and ready to yell at him. You know, I, I think that's probably it. But ugh, that was a stupid scene. And we didn't learn anything. Was there a hole? Did he go on the roof? I would have thought they'd go on the roof. What the fuck? I don't know. It was kind of stupid. Yeah, so why was she so mad? I don't understand that. It seemed like they were working as a team there, so... All right, all right. Question three. Okay. Uh, This one's a pretty easy one. Okay, so I just implied how stupid this plot is and why would he change his own fucking message log? So the big question here is, is Sir Andreth part of the Dark Alliance? Ooh, spooky. I don't actually remember. Let's say yes. I'm going to say yes for now. I I don't remember if they're, who's in it. <laughs> I mean, not remembering who's in it is misleading, I guess. Huh. I feel like, all right, I know one person who is part of it, okay? I can admit that. But uh, I feel like maybe there were two people, and maybe it could be this guy, although he doesn't seem to have done anything particularly bad, so I don't know. Is it him? I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like it's someone else. Maybe some, I don't know. I, I Who knows? We got a long way to go through this book, so I think we're going to find out eventually, but I don't think it'll be made clearer. No. Ooh. Good whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that ends our chapter this week. You know what? I should really try to edit this book again, huh? I have really been putting this off. I just don't want to. What are you going to do? If I get a game this week, then I certainly am not going to, right? That is not going to help productivity whatsoever. Very excited. I think it'll even play on a... It said Linux and Mac were supported with that Dreamfall Chapters game. Very exciting. I'm psyched. Yeah. I also saw... I I played the two Siberia adventure games. S-Y-B-E-R-I-A. Apparently there's one that's S-I... B-E-R-I-A. That's considered terrible, but the other ones, I think they're good. And there's a Siberia 3 that I had no idea existed, so I might have to get that too at some point. I think that one's still full price, though. I don't know. But uh, I'm kind of excited to play that. So I, I like adventure. I'm very boring. I like adventure games. They're fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I don't get a game, maybe I will edit my book, but doubtful. Let's not get our hopes up, right, people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that about wraps it up for today. Uh, If you do want to send me any messages, feedback, hate mail, you can go over to jeffreadsbook.com and right there, there's a few ways you can do it. You can do it by email at jeff at rainbow-100.com. Or you can go over to my Mastodon site and hit me up at jeff at what is it? Jeff at toot, T-O-O-T, toot.rainbow-100.com. Or you can hit me on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. Much easier, right? Uh, and I think that's the only places you're going to reach me this week. I haven't used like uh, Reddit much at all in a long, long time, just because I just don't care, you know? So that's kind of out of the... Uh, that's out of the question. Don't be hitting me up there. I, I guess if you could find my mess, my e- username, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, don't worry about it. 
Uh, and, but I guess that's it for today. Uh, you know, this week, not too much going on with me. Uh, right into the show. Tell me what you're doing this week, you know? And uh, I guess until next time, keep on reading. Keep on reading.